Chapter 14 Bot James Stillness. That is what this void represented. Absolute seclusion and stillness. There was no one else but Jack in this void. Nothing but darkness surrounded him. The fissure in the doors allowed barely any light through. It was being clogged by the thick black sludge running through his veins. Even here he couldn't avoid the effects of the poison. But here he was alone. No one to bother him. No one to remind him of the awful situation he had gotten himself into. The void was safe. It represented what little peace he had left. What little sanity he had. His thoughts were more clear here. His feelings were more clear. Even his memories were more clear to him. Good memories of his family filled his mind. Mom making those overly healthy dinners to make sure him and Annie were properly fed. Sam coming over unannounced, walking in like he owned the place. Jack smiled, closing his eyes to focus on the memory. His mind jumped back to the museum. The memory was foggy. Jack stood in the lobby of the museum, surrounded by people. Next to him was Sam, with his shaggy blonde hair and his couldn't-care-less expression that Jack had all but forgotten about. How good it was to see his best friend. He felt like tackling him with the strongest bear hug Sam had ever received. He'd break him, but it didn't matter. He would heal. He wouldn't even mind. He ran up and wrapped his arms around Sam, but he fell right through him, like he was a ghost. You can't hug a memory. Surrounding the room were several men, armed to the teeth, who ended up being that titan's bodyguard or something. The memory became blurry and Jack's mind skipped ahead to the part where he fought that titan. So many emotions came back to him. The desperate need to win, to save Sam, whose arm was melting in the corner where he sat. Or did he sit behind something? Irrelevant. What were they doing there? Why had they gone to the museum at night? All this mess could have been easily avoided if they had just stayed in the hotel like they were supposed to. Now Sam was gone and it was all his fault. Before him stood the scene Jack most dreaded to revisit. Jack floating in the air in the center of the room, looking furious, blood-red eyes illuminating the dark room. Sam kneeling in front of the Titan, tears flowing down his face. The Titan looking triumphant as he pulled the trigger, killing his best friend, his only friend. Jack shook his head, refusing to watch that again, even in his own head. The memory shook, fading in and out of focus until they were at another location. A gun shop. This was new. The lights were dim inside, and the fat employee was wrapping up an ammo case or something. The memory version of Jack gave a sly smile, like he had just figured something out. He turned to Sam. You sure you want to buy these? We could get these back home for half the price. His speech became muffled, and he didn't hear Sam's response. He didn't quite remember what Sam said. The memory skipped ahead to the two men walking out of the shop. The sign above the door was foggy, except for a few letters. Dirty D.A. was all that could be read. Fog covered the street and was too thick to see beyond. Sam looked shocked. The memory skipped ahead again. This time... Jack was frantically searching for something in his pockets a little further down the street. 
the entire location was surrounded by fog. He didn't remember where he had this encounter, only that he had felt an urgent need to find something. What was it? The fact that he couldn't remember was so frustrating. It was important. It had to be. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been so upset. He and Sam started talking, but no sound came from their lips. He couldn't remember the conversation. Check felt like pulling his hair out. This was so frustrating. He focused all of his energy into remembering the exchange between him and Sam. Everything became black, except for the two of them. Even the ground disappeared. Now the memories of the two men floated motionless in the darkness. Slowly, the voices came into focus. It was muffled at first, but it was there. Jack and Sam both faded out of view until only their voices could be heard. Darkness and voices. Who cares? Good riddance, I say. Sam's voice cut the darkness like a knife. Jack's voice followed. I had it at the museum. It kept falling out of my pocket. The thing is creepy. Why does it matter? I don't understand. Why is it so important to you? You just got it yesterday from someone you don't know, and now you're seriously stressing out over a black ball. I don't know, okay? I don't know why it's so important to me. It just is. There's something about that ball that, I don't know, speaks to me. Speaks to you? You mean you have conversations with this black ball? No, I don't have conversations with it. It's like it's alive, like it feels warm in my hand, like it has a heartbeat or something. That was it. Jack's eyes shut open wide. He was back in the caves, barely lit with torches. He sat huddled into a ball with his knees against its chest. The temperature felt like it was below freezing. His arms were shaking and his breath was shaky too. It was a stark contrast from the blistering heat of the daytime. He took a deep breath to collect his thoughts. The black ball. That was why he was at the museum. He had left it in the bathroom. It burned his hand. He could almost feel it in his hand. He, he could actually feel it in his hand. Both fists were clenched tight because of the cold, shaking furiously. The dirty rags he wore didn't do a dang thing for his body temperature. Inside his left hand was the black ball. Under it was the scar in the shape of the ball. When he lifted the ball from his hand, the scar disappeared. Jack smiled in disbelief. He was half elated that the ball was here, and half confused as to how it got here. Who cares how it got here, he thought. It's here. He kept the ball in his hand, feeling warm just like it did before. The ball was smooth, unnaturally smooth. It didn't have a bit of friction, and it was perfectly round, except for a dip beside his right pinky. Wait a second. A dip in the ball? That's right, he said aloud. He looked around to see if anyone heard him, but he was alone. There wasn't a single person in the clearing. Regardless, he hushed his voice anyway. There was some kind of button on you, wasn't there? He said. He pressed the button, and the ball started to vibrate. Then it shook harder. Jack dropped it, rising to his feet. He backed away from it slowly until he felt a sharp pain on the back of his neck. He bent down from the pain and felt his flesh sizzle. He wiped burning ash off his neck and tripped on a stone. His ribs felt broken when he got back up. Finally! A robotic voice came from Jack's right. 
causing him to jump backwards. I thought you'd never let me out. A small pitch black robot stood in the torchlight looking innocently up at Jack. His body was three feet tall and human-like, but it had no defining features like muscles or any evidence that there was even a skeletal structure. It had no hands, just nubs. Nubs for hands, nubs for feet, almost like his hands and feet were cut off and it just healed into nubs. The head was just a bigger nub. It was round like a person's, but it didn't have any ears or a nose. It just had two lights for eyes. It didn't look threatening at all. In fact, Jack felt a bit embarrassed to have jumped back like he did. It looked harmless. He began to walk slowly forward, still looking and feeling suspicious. What's that look for? Did I do something wrong? The robot looked around. Oh, he whispered. Is it bedtime? Did I wake everyone up? Jack straightened up. There's no one around, he said in a borderline sassy tone. The robot looked around again, this time turning in a complete circle. Oh, he said in a cheerful tone. I suppose you're right. I suppose I am, Jack said. For a moment, both of them stood still, awkwardly looking at each other, waiting for the other to speak. You're skinnier than you're supposed to be. I thought you'd have more muscle than that, the robot said matter-of-factly. What? Who are you? What are you? Jack sat down where he was before. I'm Bot James, the robot said in a cheerful tone. He stuck out its nub and Jack shook it, feeling weird for doing so. I'm Master's personal training bot slash assistant slash sometimes cook slash whatever he needs me to be. Today, well, today... His nub rose to rest on his chin as if he was trying to remember something. He didn't even have a mouth. Noise just came out of where his mouth was supposed to be. What was this thing? I don't actually know what I am today. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't know my title. Maybe you could give me one, Jackson. Jack raised his hand. Hold on. First of all, how did you know my name? Second of all, who is this master? And third of all, what is it that you're supposed to do today? Do you want me to answer in that order? Sure. Whatever. I know all about you, Jackson. Master told me everything. Who you are, where you were born, who your parents are, where you grew up, what your powers are, and how you are going to be the- His eyelids drew thin like he was squinting. Wait a second. I'm not supposed to tell you that. Second question. His eyelids returned to their normal circles. Master is actually y- He squinted again. I'm not supposed to tell you that either. Third question. He plopped his small body on the ground, making a tink sound when his tiny butt hit the dirt. My job is to make sure you don't die. I can't help you unless Master says it's okay, but I have to make absolutely sure you don't die. Help me? You mean you can get me out of here? But James's nub tapped on his chin once again. I think so. I don't know the way, but maybe if I did... Just then... Bot James's eyelights turned blue, and he sat still, not saying a word. After a moment, Bot James's eyelights returned to their normal white, and he looked at Jack. Word just came down. 
I'm not allowed to help you out of here. Sorry. So what are we doing today, Matt? Jackson? What did you call me? My mistake. Well, nothing right now. It's not time to get up yet. Just then, the bell rang, signifying that it was, in fact, time to get up.